Good everybody, good morning. So you know this. So, uh, so this, this, this is this is entering into that time that's called the Yom Nirayim. It's the beginning. It's the beginning, the entrance into that Kufa, into that Indian that's called the Yom Nirayim, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So it starts with Slichas. It starts with Slichas. It's, you know, it, it, it's interesting. The fact that we call it slichas, the fact that we call it slichas is a little bit presumptuous. Some of Bali Musser pointed this out and said, you know, you call it slichas as if it's like a given thing that you're going to be forgiven. It's like, you know, if you want to buy a tire, so you go to the tire store because you know that there are tires there and like it's available. It's no big deal. So it's like you're going to get slichas. So the question that has to be asked is like, how do we how do we have such confidence? Where does that confidence come from? That that the Rebbeinu Shalom says salachti kedvaracha. How do we know? Ad kedei kach that we call it slichas, like we're going for slichas. <coughs> so the truth is like this: when you think about slichas, and it's important to spend a few minutes to try to, 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 to try to understand exactly what's this. Indian, what, like, what are we doing? What are we about to do in a few minutes? The Indian of Slichas. There seems to be a little bit of a steer, a little bit of a contradiction to, in terms of defining what the Avoid of Slichas is. On the one hand, there's definitely sources and rayas that the Indian of Slichas, saying Slichas, davening Slichas, is associated with Tshuva. It's the Indian of Tshuva. So, for example, you know, the minute Svardim, they've been saying Slichas from Rosh Chodesh El. Ashkenazim, we start tonight. Why tonight? So there's a number of reasons, but according to most Achreinim, the way they explain it is, that really the Indian is to say Slichas and to fast during Aser Tshuva. But because there are a few days within Aser Tshuva where it's not Shaykh to say Slichas, it's a Shabbos, and you can't fast in Rosh Hashanah and so on, Erevim Kippur, so because of that, we say slichas a few days early to fill in the gap that exists within Aser Simechuv. In other words, fundamentally, the chiyav and the avoid of slichas is an avoid of Aser Simechuv. Just like the name indicates, Aser Simechuv means that, that it's, it's a tshuva de ke'inyan. So slichas that we're saying is fundamentally during the tkuf of Aser Simechuv. So it makes sense that slichas would be bechinas tshuva. And there's also, we know that the the... the Sort of the, 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 not more than the highlight, the, the, the nucleus, the essence of Slichas is saying that you'd give me this Rachman, right? Hashem Hashem Kil And the source of, of saying that, so the Gemara tells us, or in Yuma, the Gemara says that the Rabbani Shalom, when he revealed the 13 attributes of mercy to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Nusach that the Gemara uses is the following thing that the Rabbani Shalom said to Moshe that at the, at the time where the Jewish people Nebuch will sin, and they want to have a mechila, they want to be forgiven. So, they should go through the Yudmus Rachim, say, Davin, the Yudgilmitz Rachim, and I will be Meichelim. So, the Gemara is defining for us that the Indian of Slichus is an Indian of asking for forgiveness of tshuva. A person does a sin, so the Rabbanu Shalom has this Indian of forgiven. So, tshuva, so the main thing is with tshuva, and the Rabbanu Shalom is revealing that saying, 
It's an Eitz Toiv, it helps, it's Mechazik, it's, it brings a Kapar. On the one hand, the Indian of Slicha seems to be associated with Tshuva. It's a serious to me, Tshuva primarily. It's an Indian of getting a Mechila for a Chait. On the other hand, what's interesting is, is that there is also indications that Slicha has really nothing to do with Tshuva. Tshuva is really an afterthought when it comes to Slichas. Mivaraya, what's the main part of Tshuva? The main part of Tshuva is Vidri, is saying Hashem the Baganim. And we, you would think that we would start with that. You would think that that would be a, a cornerstone, uh, an essential point of slichas, but it's not. At the end of slichas, when slichas are come out over, and it's just that part where everyone's just like davening it up, so that's when you say Hashem Vagana. The whole lineage of slichas is tshuva, then Hashem Vagana should be highlighted. That's vidui. That's the main essence halachically. That's the main essence of tshuva, saying vidui. And the truth is more than that. The Achorinim say, that to a certain degree, the holiness lichas is really more modeled after davening than it is tshuva. It's more davening than tshuva. That's why before slichas starts, so we stay, we start with shmei tefillah decha kabasi yavoyu, singing the praises of Hashem like psukah de zimra. And then the body of slichas itself is like shmei And at the end of slichas, we say ashamnu like you say tachnun after shmei so from, from that it would seem that the Indian of Slichas is really not so much Shuvadik. It's not so much about Shuvah. It's more about the Avoid of Tefillah. And it's interesting, Rashi in Chumash, in Parshas Kisisa, where the Yud Gilmiz Rachavim are mentioned, so Rashi over there quotes the Gemara Megillah that Hashem says, you should, you should say Yud Rachavim when you need it. But Rashi changes the language of the Gemara. The language of the Gemara was that when the Jewish people sin, say the Yudgim Mitzrachimim and I will forgive them. Sounding like something about Shuva. Rashi changes it. Rashi says that when the Jewish people are in Ace Sarah and they need to be Mavakish Rachimim, when they're at a time of difficulty, and they need to daven, Yasulfanak Yusaydar is do this in your and the Yeshua will come. For Rashi, it would seem that the inning of Gilas Rachavim is less tshuva. It's not so tshuva. It's not. It's inning of davening by an Tsar. So this is what we need to understand. So what is slichas? On the one hand, it's a serious me tshuva oriented, which means that it's tshuva oriented. And the Gemara, when it describes the inning of Gilas Rachavim, it says it in the context of tshuva, of getting a mechila and a slicha from averus. But on the other hand, the the the, the um, the program of slicha seems to be more in line with davening, which davening is not necessarily associated with, with getting a kapara or a tshuva. Davening is when there's an es tzara, so you daven. And that's how Rashi describes the inyan of, of Yudim Zerachimus. Which one is it? Is it, is, it, is it tshuva? Is it just getting, uh, trying to be ma'oy rachim ishamayim because there's an es tzara? What is the es tzara? So what's going on? All right, so... So, you know, one of the lines of Slichas that we say, it's a famous line, it's, Ki'atuhu Rav Slichas, Ubal Harachimim. The Rabbani Shalom is called Rav Slichas. The one that has a lot of Slichas. So what does it mean, Rav Slichas? So there's a Maisa, they say, the Chesidim say a Maisa, I don't know if it's true, but uh, in the very least, it's a good Mashal. Chesidim say a Maisa, there once was a Yid. This Yid lived in a shtetl. He was a simple Jew, lived in a shtetl. was barely a minion where he was. And so, you know, usually most years he would just do everything on his, on his own. He would say, Slichas, do everything on his own. One year he decides to himself, you know what, I'm going to go to the big city. I want to daven with it in a big shul with a lot of yidin. It'll be nice. So he makes the trip to go to the big city, the night of Slichas. So he comes into the big shul and he's sitting there already, getting excited. 
and he sees people, you know, starting to trickle in before before midnight, and he realizes, he notices that as people are coming in, everyone is coming with with slichas, with their own personal slichas, and he begins to get nervous because he left his slichas at home. He assumed that in the shul, the shul would provide. But evidently, it's not providing. Everyone has their own. So he begins to panic. What am I supposed to do? I don't know by heart. So he, 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 you know, so there's a guy that comes sitting next to him. So he says, like, you know, excuse me if you don't mind. Like, how could I get slichas? So he's like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't have an extra copy. The shul doesn't have. But if, I guess if you want, down the block, there's a swarm store. Maybe if they're open, maybe you can, you can buy slichas. You have a few minutes. So he's like, okay, fine. So he gets up and quickly, you know, darts down the block to the, the swarm store. And he goes in, and it's open, Baruch Hashem. So he goes in, and he asks the guy, he says, uh, I need a slichas. Do you have a slichas? So the person says, yeah, yeah, you know, how many do you need? A thousand, ten thousand. This wasn't a swarm store. It was a wholesaler, you know, big department for, for swarm. Like, uh, this is like ten thousand. I don't need ten thousand. I need one slichas. That's all I need. He says, one slichas? Take it for free. Uh, take it for free. And I, it's not, it's not good for me to start figuring out how much one slichas cost me. I sell wholesale, 1,000, 10,000. I sell like that. One slichas, just take it for free. So Chassidim say like this. For a yid to go to Rabbani Shloilam with a whole list of things that they need a mechila and a slich and a kapara for, it can be quite expensive. But if you go to Rabbani Shloilam who's Rav slichas, and you say, Rabbani Shloilam, I need a slich and a mechila and a kapara, and Rabbani Shloilam says, okay, for how many things? 10,000 things, how many... Eh, just one. One? Yeah, it's going to take fine. You'll take it. So Chassidim say like this. Is the avoid of slichas is to try to ask for mechila and a slicha for one Indian. And to try to pinpoint one zach. And this one thing, you'll get for free. But it better be a good one, because you got one bullet. You got one bullet. So you got to make it count. So if you had to ask Mechila Sikha Nagabar for one thing, what would you do? And there's no trick like, you know, one wish, a million wishes, you know, it doesn't work like that. You got one, one bullet. So it's been Kasher Sels Rabbi Nachman this time of year, right? So Rabbi Nachman, we know, Rabbi Nachman instituted an enemy, was Magalas Shunenin of Tikkun Kloli. So in the Torah and the Kut of Iran, when Rabbi Nachman talks about the Indian of Tikkun Kloli, Rabbi Nachman reveals a certain mahalach in Avedis Hashem, which is not his own, it's something that goes back even to Rashash and Ariyah Kaddish and many tzaddikim, Bedarke Al Shemtiv, you know, sort of embraced this mahalach. And this is follows. If you only have one shot, and you only have the opportunity to ask for mechila and to be mesak in one Indian, what should the Indian be? It should be something that gets to the very root of all your problems. Because once you start dealing with the branches and the extensions, then you're already dealing with tens of thousands of inyan. But if you're only going to do one thing, don't waste it on one branch. If you have one shot, then you go all the way to the shurish of all shurashim. So, ki'ata rav slichas of al-rachman. So we could ask the Shalom for, we could get free. One inyan, one mechilan slicha kapar, one thing. So what should we be asking for? We have to identify for ourselves what's the shayrish, what's the root of all of our problems. And if we can identify what the root is, that's what we ask for. And yes, for that, ironically, the Yitzhar will be surprised by it. And even the Rabbanish will be like, whoa, that's what you're asking for? Okay, one thing, something. So what's the shayrish of all sin? 
What's the shurish of all pagamim, of all damages, of all smallness, of all kadness? So Yenachim elsewhere in the Kutim Iran reveals the following secret. That the root of all sin is not necessarily a sin. And it's not even necessarily something that we can say is our fault. And it's not even something that you would be able to say, Asham Nubagad know that. But, but nevertheless, despite the fact that it's not technically a sin, and it's not even technically our fault, and it's not something that there's a mitzvah to say vidoyan, so it doesn't fall into the normal category of tshuva, but it's the shurish of all problems. Of all chesreinus, all deficiencies in ruchnius, all averis. And what is that shurish? The shurish of all shiroshim, of chesarin, is our almost mistaken perspective to see ourselves and to see of all existence as independent from God. That's the shurish of all problems, that's the shurish of all chesreinus, of all chataim, of all pagamim, to see ourselves and to see the world as existing in this empty space and God is sort of outside of it. And God is watching and he's taking account and certainly he's sending his energy within and enlivening. But at the end of the day, there's this empty space that we operate in. There is this mitzias of who we are as independent creatures. And even, and even if that sense of independence and that sense of power is used properly initially, and the person is using his sense of, of independence and strength to do the right thing, but there's a seed of rebelliousness contained within that. There's a seed of chayt. And that seed is a sense that I am I and God is God. And there's a divide between me and Him. And as long as there is a separation, which seemingly needs to be, because we're, because if the Rabbanish created us, automatically means that there's some level of separation between Bayre and Nivra, between Creator and Created. But to whatever degree that separation exists, and to whatever degree we see ourselves as powerful, independent entities, from there can descend all the problems of life, ruchnius, gashmius. So what's the ik? So let's understand. So what's the ikker request by slichas? The ikker request by slichas is not something that technically is a sin that you have to do tshuva, and it's not something that's just frivolous or stam. It's the greatest tsar of all, the greatest chesaron of all, the greatest the greatest fundamental deficiency that, that existence deals with and grapples with, from which all chesreinus come, which is the sense of us existing in a halal the sense that we exist in this empty space that is carved out of God's presence, and God is outside of it, and we exist as independent creatures. This is the ultimate chesaron from which one has to do tshuva by slichas. Because the inning of Slichas and the holding of Rosh Hashanah is not to deal with Pratim, not to deal with individual pieces, but to get to the Shayrish and the root of all things. The ultimate Tikkun Klali, the ultimate Tikkun that is Kholil Ul Inyanim that need fixing, is this inning of a Jewish person living life without the perspective of Eina Mulvadi, without the consciousness that everything is mamish empty without God's existence, without God's presence. And if God wasn't completely filling this space, then there couldn't be anything else. The opposite of what we think. The normal perspective is the only reason why we're here is because God is not. But the ultimate tikkun that we have to be misak in the night of slichas to connect to is what? 
He said quite the opposite. If it wasn't for God, then we'd be mamish empty and nothing. All we are is dependent on God. This is what slichas are. This is why slichas, on the one hand, is related to tshuva, because ultimately it is fixing a problem which in its root deals with all the problems of chayt. But on the other end, it's not pure tshuva because we're not dealing with an actual sin. We're dealing with a perspective, with a, with a consciousness, with a way of looking at life, which is not necessarily our fault. It's something that we were born into. It's an idea, it's a, it's a way of thinking, it's a way of being that's implanted in our head from the time that we're little, from the time that we exist. This is the tsar, this is the agmas nefesh, this is the difficulty that we're davening for Hashem, because the only one, and here's the amazing thing, the only one that can truly fix this problem is God Himself. It's the only one that can actually fix it. See, all the branches, we can take care of ourselves. Just stop saying Lashonara. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You can, you, you can take control of your life. But the, really, the only way to truly eradicate the source of all these chesroinists, to be able to have eyes that, that see life as just an expression of God's will, not an expression of anything else, only Hashem Himself can open up those eyes for us. But what the amazing thing is, is that God wants to. He wants to. Because there's nothing that's more painful for God than us going throughout life thinking and feeling that He's not here. So this is the Avoid of Slichas. The Avoid of Slichas is to daven to Rabbanu Shalom and ask the Rabbanu Shalom for one thing and one thing only. Just let me be able to see the truth. Let me be able to see reality for what it is. I don't want to walk around. I don't want to walk around anymore with this sense of... of of, of, of being filled with my own self. I want to be able to walk around seeing your presence, feeling your presence, seeing myself and experiencing life as an extension of your rotsin, as an extension of your existence. And the very fact that we could be humble enough to acknowledge all of our personal chesroinists and our deficiencies and to get to the very root and say that the very, the very, the very way I look at life and my very perspective is flawed, that itself is the most humbling experience and that itself opens you up to see things in the real way. Because ultimately God is there. God fills this empty space and He is filling all things. What gets in the way is our own sense of power and independence and zich and sense of yeshus. To whatever degree a Jew removes their ego and hollows themselves out to truly say before God, I can't do this on my own. To that degree, you're fixing the root of the problem. So instead of thinking that if the problem, again, if the problem is Lashon Hara, the problem is this or that, then the solution is take more control over your life. But if the Iker problem in truth is what is my sense of independence and my sense of power and self, then the solution is to stand before the Rabbana Shalom and to proclaim I'm a dal, I'm impoverished, I'm Amish, I have nothing. And that itself is the tefillah that we say by slichas, and that itself is the solution. This is why we're so confident that we're going to be answered. Because all we have to do to fix this problem, ultimately, is to, is to be humble enough to admit that we don't have the strength to do anything. And that itself is, the, is, that, that itself is fixing the problem. So it's not like we're asking for some forgiveness to descend from above that we have to deserve, we have to earn, we have to say Hashem Begandu. The whole inning that we're asking for is to be able to see clearly that we mamish, mamish depend on you, Rabbanu 
And all we have to do is just say that. All we have to do is feel that. All we have to do is acknowledge our deficiencies, our emptiness, and that itself is its own tikkun. And this is what slichus is. Slichus is that the Rabbanu Shalom, you are kel rach v'chanan, you are Shalom, you are everything. And what are we? We're just makablin. We're just empty vessels trying to receive. And, and the, and, and the Rabbanu Shalom is there. And to the, the, the extent and to the degree that we make ourselves empty, to that degree, the Rabbanu Shalom fills our lives. You don't have to do anything else. You manage not do anything else. The whole of the slichus is to be honest and real and go to the Rabbanu Shalom with absolute confidence, with the following proclamation, Rabbanu Shalom, I am confident, absolutely secure in my ability to admit that I mamish have nothing. I mamish have nothing. I have no power. I have no strength. If it wasn't for you, I, forget, I couldn't forget my breathing. I couldn't do anything. I, I wouldn't be without you. And that itself is the tikkun that's fixing the root of all problems. And that's the one bullet we have. But you hit it on the mark, the rest is commentary. It's the whole of Rosh Hashanah is the Musaki the Senyan. The more a person can be willing to admit and acknowledge how, in, how dependent we are on the Rabbani Shlom, this is ultimately the, di- the dividing line between Yid and non-Yid. The, f- the fundamental stamp of what it means to be Yisrael, what it means to be a Yid, is when you get to that point, when you acknowledge your helplessness and, your, and our ultimate dependence on the Rabbani Shlom, are you happy? Do you rejoice in that? Or does that make you feel uncomfortable? The, the simon of a Jew, the essence of Yadus, the essence of Yiddishkeit, and the essence of Nishmas Yisrael is to rejoice in the knowledge and in the awareness and in the sense that all we have is the Rabbani Shloylam and we can't have anything other than him and we have nothing on our own. A Yid rejoices in that. This is the, the paradoxical simcha slash brokenness that is Slichas and that is Rosh Hashanah because the whole Avaida is to be in that Shoyrash. And, when you're, and to be misak in that church means to acknowledge and to sense that the Rabbani Shalom is a Malik Kalalman, Sayyid Kalalman, Vilesa Sarpanim, and he fills all worlds, surrounds all worlds, and there is no space that's empty of him. And only Yayid not only wants to experience that, but rejoices in that reality, in that experience. And this is the celebration of Slichas, Slichas. And Rosh Hashanah is a celebration of what it means to be a Yid. Because that's what it means to be a Yid. Not to get lost in the, in the branches and in the details, but to, to hit the mark, to get to the Shurish of Rosh Hashanah. And to, and to quote their Rabbani Shalom, and to say the biggest tsar in my life is the fact that I don't live with eyes of Einam Olavadim. That's the biggest tsar, Rabbani Shalom. And only you can solve that. Only you can help me. And my acknowledging, and my, that, that, those words themselves, by saying that only you can do it, is itself its own tikkun. Is itself fixing the problem. Because it's, it's, it's ultimately poking a hole in my own ego. And my own perspective, and my own power. That itself is its own tikkun. That's the Vaidus Lichas. So let me, I'll tell you one quick mice. You know, so one story, my mom just saw this tonight. So there was a year. Uh, he's a rough in uh, somewhere in Russia under Stalin, the early years of Stalin, and it was obviously very, very difficult to be from a yid. And what bothered this rough, this this year the most was the thought, the terrible thought that his kids are have, they have to go to school. The terrible thought that they're going to be sent to they have to, they're going to be sent to non-Jewish schools 
and they're not going to grow up as Yidin. There's trouble going to be playing. So what was his aid? So what are you supposed to do? You're under the communist Russia. So the, the only aid he could think of was if he found somehow a Yid who was traveling out of Russia, he would find this Yid and he would say, Rabbi Yid, I need a tkiyas kaf, I need a handshake and a guarantee from you. That if you end up finding yourself by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the free, there was at the time the free Lubavitcher Rebbe, somehow that I want you to tell him that I don't want my kids to grow up like I. I want my kids to be Yid. Just, just get that message. So he found a Yid who happens to be going to Riga where the Friedrich Rebbe was in Poland. This is after the Friedrich Rebbe escaped from Russia already, was kicked out of Russia. So he found this Yid and he said, Rabbi Yid, Kiyaskaf, when you find yourself by the Rebbe, just tell him that message. Fine, that's what he did. Somehow, in some way, I don't know how, but somehow he got the message back that this Yataka went to the Rebbe, the Rebbe Rayaz, sent along the message, and the message back to this Chassid was that the Rebbe says, go to the government and say you want to leave Russia. So that's what he said to him. Okay, so that was the message from the Rebbe. The problem is, it's like Mamish, the, he, 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 the guy's Oismech, going to the government offices in those days and saying, I want to leave Russia, that's a ticket to Siberia, finished. But the Rebbe says, that's what you have to do. So to his wife's credit, it happens to be his wife immediately when she heard that, she already started packing her bags. Okay, I finished. Like, we're leaving. It's like, what is it? His wife said, you have to, the Rebbe says, you have to go. Okay. So he goes, he's mechazik himself. He goes to the government office and he goes there and he says, what do you want? He says, I want to leave Russia. He says, what do you mean you want to leave Russia? Get out of here, go home. He says, well, go home, not Siberia. Okay, fine. So he continues working and he finds another Yid that is also traveling to the Rebbe. And he says the same thing. Handshake, when you get to the Rebbe Rayats, tell him, I want my kids to grow up as Yidin. I don't want them to be educated, you know, under Soviet Russia. And he gets the same message back. The Rebbe said, go to the government office and tell him you want to leave. This happens seven times. By the seventh time, when he goes to the government office, after seven times finding Yidin, going back and forth, finally the government says, okay, here are your papers, you can leave. Nice. So what's the, you know, in such a Misa? Stalin, Russia, Smamish, like, it's an empty space. If there ever was an empty space, you know? And what the Rebbe say, what the Rebbe Yad say? Just go and say, you don't want to be here. In other words, there is no empty space. It's all the Rebbe Shalom anyway. It's Mamish, all the Rebbe Shalom. And the best way, the, the strong, the, 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 the only way to ultimately poke holes in that empty space is just direct. It's just to be straightforward and say, Rabbanu Shalom, I know you're here. I don't see you. But I believe that you're here. And I want to see you. And there's nothing else in my life that I care about more than that. And you speak directly and you say, I want to get out of Russia. You say that, you get out of Russia. It might take seven times. You get out of Russia. Hashem should bless us that we should talk and get out of Russia. Right? We should get out of all the halala ponies in our lives. But don't get bogged down by the Pratim. Don't. That's not the way the Slich, it's not the way the Rosh Hashanah. You go to the Shoyrish, you get to the root of all problems. You're resacking that, everything else will take care of itself. Hashem should bless each and every one of us. The Tavshin Pei Dalit, Shatakabi, Teish Nas, Pikodin Dalim. It should be a year that the empty ones, the impoverished ones, are remembered by the Rabbani Shalom. And when that happens, when we see ourselves as Dalim, when we embrace that, when we turn to Rabbanu Shalom, Rabbanu Shalom, we're Mamish Dalim and Avyonim, and the only thing we, everything we have, all that we have is you, 
that itself is misak in all in Yana, and that's the ticket out of Rosh, that's the ticket out of the Chalal Pani, and from there, we get back to the Elikos, the Rabbani Shleilam, and from there, all Shefa Brach and Aslacha comes, Adli Dai, Shazach to experience that by Naim Niglim, Begul Shev Amitis, Bekarev, Mamish, Pepoil, Yitzchel, Tzedek, Meir, Vimeinu, Amen. Amen. Amen.